And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a Western adventure of Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Jake must correctly answer more true or false questions about Jerry Seinfeld than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Jake. Yes, we have Jake Cooper. He's in the studio. He flew all the way from New York here to Chicago to be on Hollywood 360. We have a big fan in the house. What an honor. Hi, Jake. Oh, do we have Jake's microphone on? Get a little closer. Yeah, no, I don't I think don't we have his mic. microphone on. Mike, how we doing there? Uh, we, all, all right. right. Well, we can always switch over if we need to. Um, what I did not know mm-hmm. when, uh, great, when Jake right. was on was that uh, he is a Seinfeld fan, and we're going to be talking really? about Jerry Seinfeld. Um, is that true? That is true. Probably going to lose then. Uh, well, you normally lose, so there's really nothing new about this. But being a Seinfeld fan, maybe you'll know a little bit about Jerry Seinfeld. What do you think? We'll see. All right. We will. Time will All tell. All right. So I'm going to give you the first statement. The first one is for you, Jake, and it's true or false. Jerry Seinfeld is said to have a collection of more than 5,000 comic books. Is that true or false? I'm going to go with true. Really? I'm going to say false. I think it's he collects cars, I thought. Well... Um, he has um, a collection of 500 sneakers. Oh. So um, I don't so, believe it's comic books. So that's for Jake. And I get we that. We didn't get even Jake on that one, I would have, even I though would, he's a Seinfeld fan. I would have fan. gotten it wrong, though, if I was asked, because I, because I know he collects cars. Right. Yeah. He's okay. like sneakers? Sneakers. 500 okay. sneakers. Well, that's, that's a, a great lot. thing to collect. It's a lot of sneakers. I like sneakers. All right. All right. Carl? Yes. The show was originally called Seinfeld Diaries. True or false? That sounds true. I think that's true. Okay. I think it's Seinfeld Chronicles. So I'm going to go with false. You are right. It what? was Seinfeld Chronicles. Here you go, Jake. There you go. Nice job. Wow, that's impressive. Wow, does he get extra credit for actually knowing the I, real? I think so. <laughs> Deserves it. <laughs> See, that flight was worth it. Um, okay. Uh, Jake, in 2004, Jerry Seinfeld appeared in commercials promoting American Express. Hmm. I have no idea, but I'm going to guess true. That's true. 
It is true. Yeah. It was called The Adventures of Seinfeld and Superman. Mm. Yeah, I know yeah. he's a big Superman fan. Yeah. If you watch Seinfeld, you'll see a, a figurine of Superman. In, in, in his in, apartment. Yeah, in his yeah, apartment. I've in seen episode. it there before, too. Mm-hmm. Carl, Seinfeld produced, co-wrote, and starred in the 2007 film Sea Movie, which was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Animated Feature Film. It's got to be false. I say false. Okay. It's false B-movie. That's right. It's B-movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, he even knows what it is. Say That's a knows. good one. Uh, CB, it's you so know, close. He, he's definitely a Seinfeld fan. I yeah, guess so. I know. I know, but you can be a fan of the show and not necessarily know anything about the man behind the show. Yeah. But are that we, is not the case are, here. Are we tied up right now? I think we're tied, right? Uh, that's your job, Carl. Did you keep it straight? I messed it up. Well, generally you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think, let's just say we're tied right now. I think you are. There's two questions. So this right. is for Jake. Okay. In 2010, he premiered a reality series called The Marriage Ref, which aired for two seasons Can you on start NBC? over again? I didn't follow a word you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. In what? 2010. 2010. He premiered a reality premiered series a reality called series. The Marriage Ref. The Marriage Which Ref. aired for two seasons on NBC. Okay. What do you think? Hmm. I'm going to go with false. I've never heard of that. I'm going to say true. It's true. Whoa. The Marriage Ref. That's for Jake. Yeah. Here's for Carl. That one was true. Wow, one left. Uh-oh, here Uh-oh. we go, Carl. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld wrote the book Sign Language, released in 1993. Hmm. Got it? it sounds real. <laughs> I'm going to say true. I have no idea. I'll go with false. I have no idea, but that sounds it's a little true. early. It's oh, true. It's true. It's S-E-I-N language. And that's for Jake. It's an adaptation of his stand-up material. Really? I'm surprised you don't have the no book. No idea. Yeah, Next it. year for your birthday. Sounds well, good. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. You didn't beat the host, but you did great anyway, and it's terrific having you on the show. Jake, Cooper. my favorite name. That's my favorite male name. Well, I'm going to change mine. Can You're I change gonna, my name? I'll start calling you Jake. Somehow that's just not Jake adding up for Amari. me. Jake Amari. Jake Amari. You don't look like a Jake. No? No. He looks yeah. like a Jake. Yeah, he, he looks does. like a Carl. Very handsome <laughs> young man. All right. When we come back, it's more of Hollywood 360. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, before we get into gun smoke, I want to look at the menu, please, Lisa. Gourmet Meals. Our favorite food delivery service, Gourmet Meals, sent right to your home. You cook them in less than 20 minutes. They're on your table, and you're impressing your entire family. All fresh, all um, easy to make, and um, everything is chopped and washed and cleaned and measured and ready to go. Yep. So, Carl, I am guessing this week you are going to choose the chicken satay noodle bowl. Yeah, that looks, looks fantastic. Really I've never ordered that good. before. Oh, that's even better. So it's cage-free chicken with Asian veggies and rice noodles and with a satay sauce. Yeah, and that sounds great. There's a classic shawarma which is served in a warm pita with vegetables and a gyro style. Yeah. There's tilapia. Mm. There's a balsamic glazed steak. There's mm. drunken noodles with tofu, which 
obviously is the one I'm going to get right. because there's drunken in the title. Yeah, of course. Right? There's a vegetarian cob salad. <laughs> well, I've got my Roma wine right here. I've got to get through the evening. Mushroom rigatoni. Wow. Chipotle chicken wow, tostada. Wow, wow. There's salmon. There are great options. Yeah. Here's the thing, folks. If you, you know, if there was a gourmet restaurant in your town and they were saying, all right, the first time you try us, we're going to give you 50% off. There would be a line around the whole building, right? Right? And that's right. what that's what Mies Meals is doing. If you want to try Mies Meals, they will give you 50% off the order. But you know what, Carl? Sometimes the magic of Mies Meals is getting to stay home and prepare the food and have a nice dinner with the family in your own kitchen and have this great, delectable, delicious, healthy food but right on your table, not yeah. in a restaurant. Well, you get you get the best of both worlds. You get the amazing food, and you exactly. get 50% off the first time you try it by using the promo code CARL at checkout. So, folks, if you've not tried Amiz Meals, and I'm going to tell you something. We get emails every single week from our listeners saying, if we didn't know about, if we didn't listen to your show, we would have not known about Mies Meals. We're in, you know, Nebraska. We're in Los Angeles. Because Mies Meals ships all over the country. And so you may not have heard about Mies Meals. Well, try them one time. Get 50% off when you do. And I promise you, you will love it. We have been getting it. We get it. Lisa gets it. I get it. Mike gets it. I've never not loved what I've gotten from Mies Meals. And also noteworthy is that they're customizable. So if you're gluten-free or if you're dairy-free or have a nut allergy, that's all accommodated on the menu. Yeah. So here's what you do, folks. Go to their website. So you can look at all the great meals. And every week they have like 10 more meals up. So just go to Mies, M-E-E-Z Meals, M-E-E-Z Meals dot com and uh, order something. Order something for your family. Use the promo code Carl at checkout. Get 50% off. And here's the here's the great thing. You're going to get things that you would never probably make for your family, right? Because you're not going to order like this satay chicken with a, you know, bowl. I don't know. I how mean, to make I would that. never make that. But with the recipe card and all the ingredients, I can actually do it myself. It comes right to your house. <laughs> it's all ready to go. You just cook it 20 minutes on your table. It's incredible. And everyone that we, you know, get feedback from are saying like, "Wow, we tried it. We love it. We order it." And every week, you don't. And here's the other thing: you don't have to order every week. You can just skip a week if you want, or if you're out of town. It's not a subscription service. You just go each week to Mies Meals, M E E Z Meals, and order. And so next week, if you're out of town, you don't want to order whatever the case may be. It's there for you when you want it. That's the magic of Mies Meals. So check it out. Make sure you use promo code Carl at checkout and get fifty percent off. All right, time for Gunsmoke, the greatest Western series of all time. Not only on radio, but on television. It was on television for many, many years. In fact, TV was 1955 until 1974, Lisa. Imagine that. Ranked number one for most of that time. And on radio, William Conrad played U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. On television, of course, it was James Arness. This is an episode called Meshuga, M-E-S-H-O-U-G-A-H. I think I'm saying it right. Meshuga stars William Conrad, February 21st, 1953. Here's part one of Gunsmoke. Around. 
Dodge City and in the territory on west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Chester and I had left Dodge about nine that morning. It was a good day, clear with a snap in the air. The horses felt it too, and they wanted to move fast. Not in the lope that we were holding them to. Chester took a couple of deep breaths and liked what he smelled. It surely is a fine day, Mr. Dillon. A fine day. I had some government papers to take over to Bill Holton at the post office in Pierceville, a place about 40 miles west of Dodge. Chester and I figured we'd stop overnight and ride back the next day. We followed the trail along the Arkansas and stayed with it as it left the river at Cimarron and cut across the prairie. Looks like a big wagon train up ahead there at the crossing, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, sure looks like it, Chester. Chester was right. The dust cloud we'd seen became 30 and more wagons taking the Cimarron Crossing. It was a shortcut of the Santa Fe Trail leading on southwest toward Raton Pass. We passed them and our trail swung back to the Arkansas again. We rested, watered the horses a couple of times, and by afternoon we could see the warehouse, the store, and the post office and a few of the other buildings of the town. It wasn't a big place, Pierceville. Maybe... Fifty people regular living there. Funny. Oh? I don't know. It looks peculiar. Yeah? I just don't rightly know, sir. Just funny. It's peculiar. You mean nobody around? Yes, sir. That's what I was thinking. That's what I thought. Mr. Dillon, what do you figure them horses are doing down there? It ain't right they should wander around like that without it. Mr. Dillon, they got their saddles on, too. The horses were down the street, and as they heard us, their heads jerked up and they wheeled about and trotted off away and around out of sight. And we stopped. They listened. There was nothing to hear. An empty place, nothing to see. But there was a feeling in the town. You couldn't figure what. We walked the horses over to Bill Holton's post office. (coughs) 
think maybe everybody in town is sick, Mr. Dillon? No. Or maybe dead? No, couldn't be that. There's no crows nor buzzards. Bill. Hey, Bill. Mr. Dillon, look yonder. The safe's open. What? What? He wouldn't leave the place like this. Come on, Chester. Sure is a funny thing, Mr. Dillon. I swear it gives me the will he was. I never seen anything like it. Not a living soul. Hold it, Chester. Did you hear something? I'm not sure. Just wait a minute. Thought I heard a kid crying. I didn't. Hey! Is there anybody around? Maybe we ought to try the store, Mr. Dillon, huh? Yeah. All right, keep your eyes open, Chester. Yes, sir. We'll take a look in the saloon first. The saloon was about 200 feet back up toward the end of town. But we didn't get that far. They stepped out behind us as we passed the livery stable, and we never had a chance to draw. Get your hands up. Hi. Now hold them there. We did, and I felt my guns lifted away. And then we got a look at what had crawled into Pierceville. There were three of them, and they were killers. Man gets to know the look in the eye of a killer. If you're lucky, you see it in time. And we weren't lucky that day. It's the law, Brill. Yeah. Where are you from, mister? Dodge. Dodge? Hey, that's Dylan. No. <laughs> it sure is. Are you Dylan? Marshal Dylan from Dodge? Yeah. Okay. You dirty... Shut up, there. You want to try that again? We will. Don't fret yourself about that, Dylan. You move him. Take him to warehouse, Brill? Yeah. Beside better to get rid of him, if you ask me. I don't think so. Not right now. It might be able to help. I've always wanted a U.S. Marshal to help me. <laughs> Listen, Will. You take away his gun, you watch him. He'll be on his belly begging to help. Now, you hear the quality of that show, Lisa? Right off the master... 16-inch transcription disc of Gunsmoke that we got from CBS because we licensed the show from CBS. And that's the quality you will get on all of your classic radio shows if you are a classic radio club member. We put 10 shows either on five CDs or send them via digital download to you. So uh, that's the quality you get when you join the club. 
And that's only what I would expect from uh, Carl Amari. Yeah, well, the best of the best. You know what? We license all of these shows from the rights holders. We get the master recordings and we put the best quality recordings in Classic Radio Club. So if you love Classic Radio sounding like this, then uh, go to our website, ClassicRadioClub.com, ClassicRadioClub.com. Learn all about um, being a club member. You get a lot of stuff. And you also get our Hollywood 360 show. You get our podcast. You get the 10 shows on five CDs in a collector case. You get a 12-page booklet. You get a lot by being part of the club. All the cool kids are in the club. Right. 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 ClassicRadioClub.com. That's the website. Or call and speak to a live operator. And if they don't answer when you call, just leave your name and phone number and someone will get back to you. Ask any questions you'd like. 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Join the Classic Radio Club. You don't have to sign up for a long time. If you want to cancel, you cancel at any time. We want to make you happy and get you the best quality classic radio on the planet. All right, we'll get back to Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad from 1953, plus much, much more on Hollywood 360 after this short break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. This is Hollywood 360 across hundreds of radio stations coast to coast. Uh, my co-host is Lisa Vivacious Wolf, my executive producer, Mike Bubblebath Costella. And the reason why we call him Bubblebath is because he spends a lot of time cleaning these transcription discs. And so he just decided, you know what, I don't have time to bathe myself and also clean these discs so i'll just do it together i'll just clean the discs while i'm in the tub and he uses mr bubble and he cleans the discs that is not what i use oh, i have don't? a custom blend oh right he doesn't use mr B- he started out with but mr bubble is but that it was, right i think it was giving him a little bit of a rash or something right mike where 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 was that rash <laughs> sure <laughs> i don't want to know I really don't sure, want to know Mike where. Says, sure. But uh, <laughs> so now he just, you know, he's that's why he's all when he comes in here, he's all kind of pruney. You ever see his skin? No, I never. It's a little bit that, from Carl. being in the tub all day, and then he uh, he cleans all these classic radio uh, discs with and, a special custom blend, and that's why what you're hearing on the air sounds so amazing, and that's why Mike smells so good. That's true. Yeah, 
You, on the other hand. <laughs> you, I was going to say, I was gonna say <laughs> you. On the other hand, in stark contrast. <laughs> I'm listening to Gunsmoke, uh, one of my favorite shows. I've listened to hundreds of episodes of Gunsmoke, and they're all fantastic. I mean, really and truly. Such a great series, and Norman McDonald. that's why it was on for so many years. Yeah. You Norm- weren't the only one. No, Norman McDonald, he knew how to produce these shows. He was great. So this is called uh, Meshuga, and it's from February 21st, 1953. Good episode. Here's the conclusion now to Gunsmoke. They took us to the warehouse, and we found out what had happened to the folks who lived in Pierceville. They were all in there. The kids... The six-month-old baby, the women, and the men. Inside, there were six more hard-faced men leaning against the wall near the door, their guns held lazily in their hands. They'd taken over the whole town, and for some reason, they were holding it. Shut up! Every one of you! Shut up! Lady, told you to keep that kid quiet. You want me to do it for you? Shh, 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 shh. Mr. Dillon, be you quiet, know what Chester. I... Yes, sir. I'm asking you again. Which one of you shot my kid brother? You hear what I'm saying? Which one? All right. Maybe you know this fellow just walked in here with his pal. He's a U.S. Marshal out of Dodge. His name is Dillon. I'm going to make him accountable for what you make up to do. When a man does a killing, he's accountable. Ain't that so, Marshal? That's so. Okay. One of these folks killed my kid brother. And unless he talks up, there's going to be a lot of killing around here. You get that? Now, you talk to him, Dylan. You explain the law. I'm a fair man. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes. Don't nobody try nothing, because we'll be right outside. Don't try nothing. Uh, Chester, there's Bill Holton over there. Come on. Can we help us, Marshal? Please. Marshal, please. Hi, Matt. How are you, Bill? Could be worse, I guess. Mr. Holton, your face. What'd they do to you? I was the first one they worked on. Will you tell us what's happened, Bill? Well, they rolled in early this morning. Whole outfit. I figured them for trouble when I saw them. Straight off, I knew. A couple of them held me, knocked me around. The others grabbed three women, kind of for hostage, I guess. Brill, he's a leader. He cleaned out the safe. What about the killing? Three or four of our boys came up, saw what was happening, started in shooting, and these snakes hauled the women folk over to the post office door and kept them in front for shields. Your boys stopped shooting then? Yeah, sure. Dropped the guns where they stood... Brill's kid brother was already dead then. Brill kind of went crazy. Swore he'd kill the women, burn the town. Then the outfit rounded up a couple more women. After that, everybody else. None of us wanted to see the women hurt. I guess we gave up too easy. On account of his brother, huh? He calls it murder. You heard. 
They've kept you locked up in here ever since. Yeah, yeah. He says he'll take us out two at a time and shoot us if we don't tell. <laughs> Do you know who it was? No, Bill? no. Like, like I say, three or four fellas were shooting. Even they don't know which one of them it was. Listen, Marshal. Hi, I'm Dave Maxson. Hi, I got a place outside of town. Listen, we got to do something quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. Take it easy, will my, you? My wife, that's her over there. She's, she's got the baby. We're coming this morning to get something at the store. You got to do All something. All right, Mr. Mr. Maxim. Now, just take it easy, will you? Look, there's 30 of us. The men, we, we, we could rush them. Some of us would get killed. Now, listen we to me. Gotta get to the marshal. I'm thinking all of us would get killed. And that's not the way. we got to do something. Yeah, I know. Okay, what's it going to be? Dylan, step over here. Well, what do you say? I don't know. Seems to me you came here and broke the law. It's the chance your brother took when he got killed. That was murder. He was shot in the back. Maybe he got turned around looking for somebody to kill himself. It was murder. I... Oh, I ain't gonna stand here arguing with you, mister. Who did it? You think I'm bluffing? I tell you, I ain't bluffing. If I have to wipe out this whole stinking town, I'm going to do it. That doesn't get your brother back. You in the habit of killing women and kids? You shut up. Okay. Santa's cargo, start with two of them. Take him outside. That fella. You. And him. No. Oh, no, not Dave. No, you can't. No, not Dave. Brill, you're crazy. You do this and they won't even hang you. You'll be torn to pieces. You won't be around to see it. All right, go on. Get him outside. Well, anybody got anything to say? Anybody going to say who killed my brother? I'll tell you something, you yellow gutless coyote. Anybody else? Okay. He don't count. We still need two. You. Get away with him. Go on. They both of them outside. They took the two men out, and we stood there. Some of us looking at the body of Maxim with his wife sobbing over him. Others staring at the closed door. It had happened so quickly there wasn't time to think, to figure anything. And there wasn't any way to shut out the sound of what happened outside. Oh, no! No. I gotta do something. No, Bill, don't. Oh, 
Except for Maxon's wife and another woman whose husband had died, there, there was a quiet now in the warehouse. The killers didn't come back in again. Maybe for what they'd done, they didn't have the nerve right then. It takes nerve to look at the faces of the ones who are left. I found out that there'd been 12 of them who'd ridden in. Now with the one who was gone, there were 11. I talked to the boys who had done the shooting at the gang. Two of them were willing to give up, but two others weren't, and I didn't blame them. We waited, Chester, Bill Holton, and me in a corner trying to make a plan. An hour went by. An early evening chill found its way into the warehouse. I think they'll do it again. Two more of us. Not for a while, maybe. That kind will get liquored up first. It makes them brave. I still think that maybe now is a chance to get outside, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, it might be. What scares me, though, is they'll start with the women and kids. Yeah. There's always a chance somebody will ride in, maybe see what's happening and send for help. Like us, huh? Mm-mm. Besides, it'll take too long. <laughs> Mr. Dillon, let me try it. I don't want to hear no more of these women doing that. Just let me think, Chester. They're coming back. All right. Come on, quick. There's two of them. You can see through the crack. Yeah. It's the ones that got our guns. Brill isn't with them. Chester, get on the other side of the door. Yes, sir. You, Mr. Bill, behind yeah. me. Okay. Right. And when they come in, grab them time. Now, look. I want everybody to keep real quiet. Do you understand? Yeah. All right, now wait until they're inside. You think the others might be around the back? I don't know. We'll take the chance. Now, whoever gets hold of them, don't let them yell. Hey, let me have a drink, will you? Yeah. yeah. What do you think? What? In there. How should I know? We shouldn't hang around too long. I figure we ought to start riding. You know, Brill, it was the kid. He thought a lot of him. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey, there's one woman in there, though. Did you see her? Tall one? No, no, with the old man, the pretty one, the little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we get her out here and the, the others will talk. Might be. I, I ain't saying it will make them talk, but a lot of men in there are soft about women. What about Brill? Nah, he don't care. He wants to find out who killed the kid. Maybe we can get him to talk. Sure. Might be fun. Hey, miss. No, no, no. You, over there. Come on. Uh, we won't hurt you. We want to talk to you outside. Come on. I said, come here. She don't want it. Cover me, will you? I'll go get her. All right, now. 
One gun, Mr. Dillon. Yeah. Well, this one's got two. All right, which one of you here can handle a gun right? Frank Sebastian. Donnelly. Yes, sir? Here. We'll split up the cartridges. Jesse, get over by the crack there and keep a lookout. Yes, sir. One of the kids found an axe behind those empty crates, mate. Good. See if you can find anything else. Yeah, mate. Well, it's three of us now. Nine of them with guns. Yeah, except that we know that and they don't. Donnelly, you're going to have to stay here. Chester and I will try to get some more guns. Now, you got a good chance to knock out a couple more of them if they come in. Shoot to kill them, you understand? I understand. Wait a minute, man. I'm coming with you. No. Listen, I used to throw an axe pretty good. I, I get close enough to one of them boys, I can split them. I'm coming with you. It's our only chance. You start shooting and the whole bunch will be on your neck. This is quieter. Okay, let's go. You see anybody, Chester? No, sir. He must be up the saloon. All right, then open the door. Now, if we hear any shots back here, Donnelly, we'll come running. I'll take it easy now. We got outside and made a run over to some dugouts. Up the street, we could hear the killers still drinking their courage back. If there had just been the three of us against them, we might have taken the chance, but with the women and kids in the warehouse, we couldn't do that. We'd have to pick them off if we could, one by one. And the first shot we fired, there was going to be trouble. Out to the left of the warehouse in the evening shade, I saw the bodies of the two men they'd shot down. The dog was moving around, whimpering. A couple of minutes went by, and then we started around the back and made our way up behind the saloon. If we get in by the back door, Mr. Dillon... You think we could surprise them? We can't take the chance, Chester. Not with only two guns. They'd get us, and you know what'll happen. Yes, sir. One of them's coming out. Look. Yeah? It's the fellow shot Dave Maxson. He's heading this way. You think he's... Oh. Bill? Yeah? Think you can get him from here? A little closer, maybe. Not from here. He's got two guns on him. We need him. Stay in line with the post. We'll cover you. Okay. I saw Holton's big fist tighten around the axe handle. He moved out and down the alley in line with the post. The killer never looked up. He just stood there, head down, swaying a bit. And Holton stopped. His arm raised up and back. And the axe caught a gleam of light and must have thrown it into the killer's eye. He had just time to look up and see the thing before it caught him square. I, I haven't done that for a long time. I only throw at trees and boards. I, I never did it to a man before. I never killed a man like that. Chester, get the other gun. Yes, all right, here. Here, Bill, take this. All right, we got four now. That ought to fix us. Now, look, I don't like what we're going to do, but it's the safest way. We go in there shooting, get them fast. In the leg, anywhere. Try not to kill, but don't give them a chance to shoot back. Yes, sir. Sure, man. You okay, Bill? You want to wait a minute? I'm okay. I'm telling you, I 
man leaves, so the man killed my brother gets it the same way. No, sir, I won't hear that discussion. How long was that? Drink up, we'll go on back now and see if they change their minds. It's all right with me. They got Marshal Dillon out this time. Yeah. And that deputy is yeah. Yeah. too many marshals around this country anyway. Sure, let me just make That's enough! Keep your hands where they are, Brill! All right, Chester, take their guns. Yes, sir. I'm arresting you for murder, Brill. The rest of them with you. Killed my brother. Got him in the back. My brother, they murdered him. You know something? If I wasn't a marshal, I'd do the same thing to you right now. It's too bad I can't. I hope it hurts when they hang you, Brill. And it was over. And I got the feeling like it never happened. That there hadn't been time for it to happen. But the dead men's women knew that it wasn't a dream. The next day, a half a dozen of the fellows, Chester and myself, took the outlaws back to Dodge. Most of them had been hit back in the saloon. One died in Cimarron before we could get him to the dock. But not Brill. He was alive when he went to Hayes City with the rest of the boys. I was there when they tried him. And I was there when they hanged him. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Anthony Ellis, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin, Vic Perrin, Bob Sweeney, John Daner, Lou Krugman, Michael Ann Barrett, and Ted Bliss. Harley Bear is Chester. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. America now listens to 105 million radio sets and listens most to the CBS Radio Network. That's Gunsmoke, February 21st, 1953, Meshuggah, starring... I like to say that one. I can tell. <laughs> William Conrad is U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. Hope you, know you enjoyed what? that. There's a Yiddish word, which is Meshuggah. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. Which means, like, you're driving me Meshuggah, you're yeah. driving me well, crazy. Well, that's true. Every single no, Saturday. No, I say that to you. You do. <laughs> this month in music history. That's right. We're going back to 1971 with this song. She's That's Tom Jones. Yes. That's Delilah. 
That is not Delilah. Not, not, what is it? She's a radio host, is she not? <laughs> She's a lady. She's a lady. She's a lady. Written by, written by, you know who know. wrote this? Paul Anka wrote this. Lady? And uh, this was Tom Jones' most successful recording, released yeah. in 71. It's his highest charting single in the U.S. If Paul Anka's last name was Seltzer, it'd be Paul Anka Seltzer. Huh? I don't get it. It's a stretch, but... <laughs> yes, it is. All right, more of Hollywood 360 <laughs> after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. We have a detective adventure of Michael Shane starring Wally Mayer from 1945 in our next hour. We're also going to play Name That Tune, right, Lisa? That's right. We have some in-studio guests who are going to play with us. It's all about classic rock songs of the 1970s. Stay with us. We're going to have some fun. I can't wait. I'm going to play against two in-studio guests. Stick around. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.